Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Support for today's show comes from Google Play. Did you know that you can download and listen to audiobooks on Google Play? That's right. With hands-free listening using Google Assistant or Chromecast, you can enjoy thousands of titles a la carte. No subscription necessary. There's even multi-device integration across the Google ecosystem. And for a limited time, you, all the books listeners, get $10 off your first one by visiting g.co slash play slash all the books. That's g.co slash play slash all the books. Find your story with audiobooks on Google Play. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 173, and today we are talking about books being released on August 28, 2018, and more. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hello. Hi. It's after dark. It is. The rare All the Books evening recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the gremlins we- are going to come out. Yeah, it's true and it is dark it's it's like i always miss the in between when it starts getting dark at nine to when mm. it starts getting dark at eight like i never seem to notice until all of a sudden i'm like wait it's eight o'clock and it's dark out i don't yeah, know just end of summer stuff coming up on you fast yeah i have no idea which is totally fine with both of us because it is really hot and we're over it over it and you know i'm just i'm just kind of done with summer I've had enough sunshine. Yeah, but I I still... definitely grew enough new freckles. <laughs> it's true. I I have that freckle person problem where my driving arm, the arm that's closest to the window, <laughs> is twice as freckled as the arm on my other side. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm like the hellboy of freckles. <laughs> <laughs> The Hellboy of Freckles. Yep. If we did funny show titles for our episodes, that would definitely be the one for today. <laughs> It's true, though. Freckles. It is. Yeah. One thing that I have been enjoying, though, is we're at that point in the summer where like, it feels like publishing is pretty slow, and there just haven't been like a flood of new releases, at least not a flood of new releases that felt right in my wheelhouse. So I've been catching up on things. Well, that's good. And yeah, that's been nice, picking up some books that I missed when they came out originally. So most of mine today are catch-ups, and I'm feeling good about it. It's nice to have that in, in the summer. Hey, why not? Mine are all out today. Well, and by today, I mean the Tuesday that we're talking about. You're a gold not star today. student, Liberty. Just, just right today for now. I don't know. I wrote. Uh, someone told me something was going to be on the thirty first, and I wrote July thirty first today. So sure. Like who, who knows? Like what is going on in my head? Sometimes just I'm a good, little time travel. Sometimes I'm not. But uh, before we do that. We still have the recommended giveaway going on. We do. If you are listening to this show, you like listening to people talk about books that they enjoyed. So you would dig our recommended podcast. Each episode features two interesting people, many of them from the world of books and reading and publishing, authors, 
all sorts of great folks talking about a book they loved. You'll get two of those recommendations per episode. The show is only about 15 minutes long. And in honor of the forthcoming season three, we are giving away 16 of the books that were featured on the first two episodes of the show. Some of them are books by authors that were on the show, and some of them are books that were recommended by authors that were on the show. There are just a ton of great things among these 16 books. You can enter to win by August 31st. Go to bookriot.com slash recommended three. That's the number three to enter and check out recommended on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So last week I was recording with Maria Christina. It was her first time. Oh, yes. And, you know, so I decided to show her what not to do, basically. (laughs) I was doing the recommended spot, and I couldn't get the document to open. Oh, no. So I was trying to do it from memory, and she was being very patient, you know, and I was like, and so this, and I kind of had the gist, but then I couldn't think of any of the titles, and I was like, and then, and... And so then it ends August 1st, and she was like, what the what? Because <laughs> it was, you know, August 20th at that point. I was like, okay, we got to start over. <laughs> you know, it's better just to have all the issues on the first go-round so she knows, like, this yeah. is real life. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting, you know, uncooperative documents, you know, time. It's just, it's silly. All right, let's the talk about... The glamorous world of podcasting. Yeah, let's talk about books. <laughs> My first book today is Darius the Great is Not Okay by Adib Koram. Although this book is better than okay, it is great. It is about a teenage boy named Darius. He lives in Portland, Oregon. We call that the other Portland. We're here in Maine. We're like the other Portland. (laughs) We were first. It's true. (laughs) It is. He's an Iranian-American. He is a giant nerd. He loves Star Trek and The Hobbit. He works in a tea shop, but not the tea shop that he wants to work in. Uh, The one that he really wants to work in, you have to be 18 to work there. So he works at the lesser tea shop selling tea with his really rigid boss who is no fun and spoils everything. Um, He does not have a good time at school. He gets bullied at school a lot. He feels like an outsider because his mom is Iranian and his father is American. He doesn't really feel like he fits in anywhere. He's unhappy, you know, like about being teased. He suffers from depression. He takes medication for it. Um, He has a little sister who is like the star student and the twinkle in everyone's eye. She's just, is that, is that the right metaphor I don't that, uh, sure that sounds the apple strange. the apple the, of everyone's thank eye you. yes the apple of everyone's <laughs> eye the twinkle. twinkling apple <laughs> yes <laughs> and so that doesn't help um she has her father's blue eyes and he has his mother's brown eyes and he feels like everyone's always telling his sister how beautiful her eyes are and no one ever tells him except his mom and that doesn't count no. so uh his mother's parents live in Iran, and he's only ever seen them through video chat. Like, he doesn't really know them other than to speak with them over video chat. Um, His grandparents speak a little English, but they mostly speak Farsi, which his little sister can speak because, you know, she's the genius. He's tried to learn it, but he hasn't. So, basically, he just talks to them, but he doesn't really feel like he knows them. Um, But at this point, uh, where the book takes place... His grandfather is very sick. He has a brain tumor. It is not something that he is going to recover from. And so his family decides they're going to go over to Iran to to be with him for his last days. Um, and so Darius gets to go to Iran, the other country that he is from. Um, and he makes friends with the boy who lives next door. 
and the boy teaches him about the country and its customs, and he's actually, like, having a great time over there, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, his grandfather is sick, but he feels like the cool kid, like, nobody knows him, so he can be whoever he wants, he doesn't have to worry about being bullied, and he kind of feels like he finally belongs somewhere. He learns, like, all kinds of great stuff. He he just loves it there, you know. And so now he's wondering, like, what is going to happen, you know, when he has to go back to America? It's just this really funny, smart, uh, not, like, novel. It's like, you know, like, it's another kids not fitting in sort of story, but... It's, you know, it different in, in that he's literally from, you know, two different places. So he's having a hard time and, you know, it's also, it deals with his depression very well. I just, I just really loved it. I love, I also loved the writing, like the descriptions of the food and the scenery when he goes to Iran is just wonderful. So I highly recommend it. It's gotten like a million amazing reviews. Like when I looked at the galley on Edelweiss, it had like, you know, 58 starred, you know, whatever. I was like, holy cats. So, it, you don't just have to take my word for it. So, again, it's called Darius the Great is Not Okay, and it's by Adib Karam. That sounds good. It is so good. My first pick this week came out a few weeks ago. It's called Nothing Good Can Come From This. It's Essays by Christy Coulter. And this is a small little collection of essays about sobriety, essentially, about her process of getting sober, about realizing that she had a drinking problem, about some of the mistakes that she made uh, when she was in the thick of the drinking problem, and then about how her world opened up in interesting and challenging and fun and awful ways as she got sober and figured out what to do with her time when she wasn't tanked all the time anymore. Um, you might remember a couple of summers ago, an essay went viral from Quartz called The Real Reason Why, I think it was called The Real Reason Why Women Drink or something like that. And it was about like, it was by Christy Coulter. It went all over my corner of the internet, at least based especially on a section of it where she was um, somewhere in California visiting a friend who was also sober. They were at a resort and they were observing that like all the women at the resort at the other end of the pool were just drunk all day long and what a part of women's lives drinking seems to be like how hard it is to be a woman in the 21st century i imagine if she updated this essay for 2018 there would be some um some added anecdotes as well but um she had some things to say about like you know that wine is called mommy juice and that she like tripped off of one of her sandals at a farmer's market and posted about it on Facebook at 10 a.m. one day and that the first three suggestions people made were like, oh, go get some wine immediately to help you deal with this. Um, That kind of typical thing that happens when someone gets sober that then they start looking around them and seeing just how pervasive alcohol and drinking are in our culture. Um, I remembered that essay. I did not put together that that's who the author of the book was until I came across the same piece in the book. But it's just the whole thing is just as sharp and incisive and, you know, sort of unapologetic and in some places unforgiving about the things that she observes. She's not super judgmental about other people's behaviors because she's also telling stories about big mistakes that she's made. Um, But she's not shying away from talking about the role that alcohol plays in culture and that the, you know, the many ways that she used it in her life and the way people use it um, in their in their lives. It's funny. It's self-deprecating. There are points that are really sweet. And there's some stuff that's really um, 
honest and I thought brave to share. Um, there's one essay where she falls in love, like with now that she has feelings um, because she's not drinking all the time and she can engage with the world around her. She falls in love with a coworker and he falls in love with her and they wrestle with like what to do with these emotions because they don't want to blow up their lives. They don't want to change their families. Um, and she knows that this is an experience she's only having this like very full emotional experience, even if it's socially taboo, she's only having it because she stopped drinking and she's able to really participate in the world. Um, With the same kind of angle, she realizes that she's looking for ways to be useful in the world for things that she can do to contribute something to culture and to the people around her. Um, It's very, as I said, it's very reflective and thoughtful and funny, Um, totally different from Leslie Jameson's The Recovering. But if you liked The Recovering, I think this might be also up your alley, just another way of getting into the same kind of topic. And I think um, you don't have to be particularly interested. Like the book is currently rated number one on Amazon in the alcoholism recovery. Uh, However, they tag things when I was looking it up earlier, I was like, oh, that's interesting that even goes there. Like you don't need to be routinely perusing the alcoholism recovery section of Amazon to enjoy what Christy Coulter has to say about the world and the way that she shares about her life. I just thought it was a great read. I tore through it in a single afternoon. um, And I think she wouldn't mind that I was drinking while I did that. Uh, So it's Nothing Good Can Come From This by Christy Coulter. Okay. All right. You want to tell us about... I do. Our next sponsor. You didn't know that's what I was going to say. Maybe I was going to say tennis. Um, I have thoughts about Serena Williams's cat suit. Oh, right. Who says and no how to she a should get to wear suit? it? To Serena. Who says no to Serena Williams? Seriously, especially the so. way she swings that racket. <laughs> So I do want to tell you things about Tennis Liberty, but I thought that you were setting me up to talk about our next sponsor. Well, this also has the word love in it. Ah, ah. Look at me. (laughs) The heat hasn't melted my brain completely. It's not fair that you're that quick. All right. So our next sponsor this week is Third Love. Third Love has used thousands of real people's measurements to design its bras with breast size and shape in mind so that they fit impeccably and they feel even better. And now, since they've added 24 new sizes, Third Love offers the most options of any brand. It's a total of 70 sizes. If it's been a while since you were uh, had a bra fitting or you just want to double check or you're not sure what size you are, you can find your fit in 60 seconds online. Order and try on at home with Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It's fun. It takes less than a minute. It is more detailed than the questions the girls in the fitting room at the lingerie store are going to ask you. And you don't have the awkward fitting room experience at all. The bras are really comfortable. They're made from ultra soft smoothing fabrics. The straps don't slip. The labels are tagless. This is just a comfortable experience from start to finish. And Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash books to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash books for 15% off today. I have no segue. Like, no. Yeah. Not a lot of books go with bras. It's true. There was that great story in, what was it, American Housewife by Helen Ellis, where um, it's like the bra fitter, the man in the story is the bra fitter in like a small Alabama town. 
Yes. Such a good one. Yeah, that I'm excited. She has a new book coming out in the spring. I mean, essays about, what is it, like the Southern Woman or something? Southern Lady Code. That's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to just assume that you would like that one. I have not read it yet, but she's been giving like little previews of it on Twitter, and I'm yeah. excited. You have, I think you have like eight months, so you have some time. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still probably be late, but I'm, I have good intentions. <laughs> My next pick is your thriller candy for the week. It is Tear Ooh. Me Apart by J.T. Ellison. I don't want to say too much about it because it's a thriller and there are twists and turns. But there is a young woman, Mindy Wright. She's 17 years old. She is a competitive skier. She is amazing at it. She's definitely Olympic-bound. She is competing when she has this terrible crash. It couldn't be helped. It was just this freakish thing that happened. And she breaks her leg, which is terrible when you're a skier. And, but, when she's in the hospital, they discover that she also has leukemia. And so she has to have a stem cell replacement. I think that's, yes. And so they're telling her parents this. They're like, you know, we're lucky that we caught this. And so they test them to, for a match, and it turns out, like, her parents actually have been keeping a secret from Mindy. Her father is not her birth father. Like, she, oh, no. They, her mother got together with him when, when she was a little baby, and so they, they didn't tell her. And apparently her ex-husband was kind of a jerk, and he, he left her, and he was just... So she didn't want Mindy to know him anyway. But what they don't know is that her mother, Lauren, is not her birth mother. So now Mindy is sick, and they are racing to find her birth parents. They are in shock. It's probably, they think that the wrong baby went home with them, like when she was born. And so they're investigating, trying to find out like who her birth parents are so that they can make a match. But someone is going to extreme lengths to keep them from finding out the truth. Now, Intertwined with this is the story of two women at an institution in 1983. And so you were learning about these two roommates. Uh, who are they? You don't really know. What are they? What do they have to do with Mindy in 2018? It's all very mysterious, which is all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to spoil anymore. Um, but J.T. Ellison is always a good time. She's just so much fun, and it's always like a little dramatic, and everything is like. Is that for real, or is that another twist? And she's just great fun. So again, it is called Tear Me Apart, and it is by J.T. Ellison. All right. Mine is not thriller candy. It's <laughs> If You See Me, Don't Say Hi, stories by Neil Patel. And this came out back in July. I had been looking forward to it for months. I just did not get there in time. Um, this is a really terrific collection of short stories. Um, most of the characters are first-generation Indian Americans. And the subject matter of the stories ranges from particular experiences that first-generation immigrants have have, and um, especially within the Indian American community, things like things that if you are paying attention, you absorb in the culture around like parental expectations or the tension between the parents who were the immigrants wanting to hold on to culture and tradition and the kids who are growing up in America wanting to assimilate or sort of experience that melting pot, be more individual, and um, how they're figuring out, you know, making their way in the world. 
Um, and But then also many of the stories are just about what it's like to be a person, like fumbling through life and making mistakes. Um, people do like Facebook stalking while they're internet dating or going through a breakup. Um, one woman gets fired from her job after behaving inappropriately towards a coworker and sort of slowly unraveling. Um, Several of the characters in multiple stories are either coming to terms with sexual identity, with being gay, with how that is going to square or not square with their parents' values and expectations of them, with keeping secrets. And in many ways, like, so in many ways, this is just a collection of short stories about being a person in the world. And then in many ways, it's also a collection of short stories about what it is to be an Indian American in contemporary America. Um, There's a quote from Ruman Alam, one of the blurbs on the back of the book describes it as um, what it's like a a book, essentially, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not looking at the book right now, but this is a book about what it's like to be brown in America today. And uh, I'm not coming from inside that experience, but I thought that Neil Patel did a really lovely and an elegant job of showing things about the immigrant experience or about the experience of being brown in this country that are unique to being brown in this country and things that are universal experiences that like most people in their 20s when they're going through dating and the transition from you know childhood and late adolescence and college into adult life experience and how those universal experiences are shaped by the cultures that we come from um it's quiet it's like much more tense in places than I was expecting. There are some big secrets that get revealed. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in these families. And there's just a lot of depth and a lot to chew on in every story. I thought I was just going to tear through it because of that, but it took me a few days of like, I read it this weekend. Um, but I wanted to take breaks and really let the stories absorb and settle in. So I, I really dug it. I'm looking forward to whatever Neil Patel does next. That's if you see me, don't say hi. My next pick is City of Ghosts by Victoria Schwab, or as you might know her, B.E. Schwab, I believe she also goes by. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows her, I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is her first middle grade book. It is about a young girl named Cassidy Blake. Her parents are ghost hunters. And so they go to different places and they look for ghosts and they're becoming more and more popular. But what her parents don't know... My books have a lot of things with people not knowing things. <laughs> what her parents don't know is that Cassidy can actually really see ghosts. In fact, her best friend Jacob is a ghost. No one else can see him. So he goes with her to school. He follows her, you know, at home. She hangs out. She talks to him. He's pretty cool. He's a pretty chill guy, Jacob. And her parents, like I said, they're, they're growing fame as ghost hunters. Get so big that they offer their own reality show. And so the film company sends them to Scotland. For their first episode, they're going to go look in the castles for ghosts. And there are a lot more ghosts across the pond, because <laughs> that's where the history comes from, as Eddie Izzard says. And there's a lot <laughs> a lot more going on over there in, you know, in past history. So there are a lot more ghosts there. And she learns that not all of them are very friendly. And also not friendly is a girl named Laura that she encounters who turns out to be another, as Laura explains to her, in-betweener, people who can see the living and the dead. And Laura explains to Cassidy that their job as in-betweeners is to actually send the ghosts away, like, for good. Like, send them beyond the veil, get rid of them, move them along. And now she's sad because her buddy Jacob, you know, her best friend, she doesn't want him to go away. 
And so now she has to try and keep Jacob away from Laura so Laura doesn't send him away for good. And also find the scary red raven who is this really spooky specter who's been haunting the town and causing problems. So it's lots of fun. It's like a little intense in places if your children are afraid of ghosts or you know, get a little freaked out at bedtime. It might not be the best story to read them then, but I didn't find it particularly scary. Um, it's just really cool, and there's going to be another one, which I'm excited for. So again, this one is called City of Ghosts, and it's by Victoria Schwab. All right. Now it's your turn to tell us about a sponsor yes. and or tennis. I don't know anything about tennis. <laughs> Wait, I did know something. I had that word love in it. Anyway, um... Our next sponsor is Mirage. It's by Sumaya Daoud, and it comes from Flatiron Books. It is out today. It is an enriching, thrilling, and captivating, says Budfe- Buzz Budfeed. That's a different website. <laughs> That's a whole That's a different other website. website. <laughs> it says Buzzfeed. It's an epic fantasy inspired by the author Sumaya Daoud's Moroccan heritage, a about a poor young woman who must become the body double of a princess of a ruthless empire. Basically, the princess is hated. She's fierce for her life when she goes out in public, so they kidnap this woman and force her to be the princess out in public. So she has to figure out like what's going on at the castle and how does she get out of this situation. Um, this is her debut. It's getting all kinds of rave reviews. Uh, Flatiron Books also published Caraval and The Hazelwood, which are also fantastic. So that's Mirage by Sumaya Daoud. It's out today. Wherever books are sold, we will have a link to it in the show notes. All right. Also, can I just tell you one thing? Yeah, please. Um, When I first read about this book in the catalog, it made me go watch Dave with Kevin Klein. (laughs) I love that movie. Because it's so good. Still so good. Adorable. 20 years old now, at least. Adorable. Oh, yeah. That's a good deep cut. I'm glad to be reminded of Dave. (laughs) Okay, my next pick today is The Summer of Jordi Perez and the Best Burger in Los Angeles by Amy Spaulding. This came out back in the spring. I'd had my eye on it forever, and I'm glad that I saved it for the middle of summer. It was just perfect. Uh, It's about a 17-year-old girl named Abby. She is obsessed with fashion. She's gay, but she's never had a girlfriend. She's pretty convinced it's never going to happen for her because the girl that she had a crush on just started dating this guy that she can't stand. And Abby runs a plus-size blog where she gives tips about fashion and all sorts of things, but she will... and, And Abby has an amazing sense of style. We learn that about her like early on in the book, but she won't put pictures of herself on the blog because she's confident about all of the things that she knows about fashion, but she hasn't totally bought into the idea that she is lovable and interesting yet. So it's summer. Abby has gotten a coveted internship spot at a local boutique, and it's known generally that the summer intern gets a part-time job at the boutique. Uh, Once school starts up, she's really excited about this possibility, but then she gets to the first day and there is another intern also. And the other intern's name is Jordi Perez. She goes to Abby's school, but they aren't really friends with each other. Jordi is like, in all the ways that Abby is like colorful and gregarious, Jordi is kind of serious and she wears all black and she's very like fashionable. She's learning to be a photographer. 
and Abby falls hard for Jordy, but it's complicated because there's two of them, and so they are competing for who's going to get the paid job at the end of the internship. And then it turns out that Jordy has fallen for Abby as well, and so they're dating. And how are you supposed to manage it when you're dating the other intern at your job and you're also competing against them for the full-time job? And oh, also, right, you're 17 and you've never had a girlfriend before and you kind of don't know what you're doing and the whole thing is very scary. And running alongside the story of their romance is this fun friendship that Abby develops with one of the guys who is friends with her best friend's boyfriend who's going through LA, tasting all of the burgers to rate them for a new app. So she's discovering like this really satisfying, fun, platonic friendship at the same time. And that friendship gives her a new lens on understanding and seeing herself as interesting and fun and maybe even desirable. And all of that will sort of come back together with how she's going to handle this relationship with Jordy. And because it's a romance, like if you're in the mood for a rom-com, if you just watched All the Boys I Loved Before on Netflix which is excellent and lovely. Um, if you want another story kind of in that vein, you would enjoy this. Um, it's really sweet. It's very thoughtful about what it is to be a teenage girl, just that universal experience um, of figuring out who you are, falling in love for the first time, but also about navigating um, being gay, navigating, you know, figuring out your job and your first relationship and sort of all of these pieces that go to make Abby such an interesting character. So that's The Summer of Jordi Perez by Amy Spaulding. I just could not eat it up fast enough. Excellent. Yes. My last book for today, I'm just going to tell you a little tiny bit about it because it is New Micro, Exceptionally Short Fiction, edited by James Thomas and Robert Scatellaro. It is short stories, if you can even call them that. They are little bits. They are 300 words or less. And there are, oh goodness, like a hundred of them, I think, by some amazing authors, including Bonnie Jo Campbell, Joy Williams, there's a Richard Brodigan one, Amy Hempel, and Joyce Carol Oates, Sherry Flick. It's their, these little tiny stories. And I haven't read all of them because I've just been enjoying them so much. I've been doing like one or two a day. And it's kind of like poetry. They're super intense because you have this limited amount of space. So all of these stories, I was going to read one, but I realized like all of them are also, are all, not also, all of them are either about something like super intense and distressing or sex or, which can also be both, but (laughs) like... They're just so much fun, and I'm just enjoying, like, did you ever read, like, six-word memoirs? I like little tiny. I like a challenge, you know, like, not me personally. I'm super lazy, but I like reading about other people participating (laughs) in challenges. And like I said, they they are not all 300 words. Some of them are even shorter. And so they're really fun. And so, again, it is called New Micro, and it's edited by James Thomas and Robert Scatellaro. Ooh, I always love seeing how creatively people solve the problem when they have such a like very clearly defined set of restrictions for something like that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I like it. Uh, my last pick this week came out, let's see, I think also earlier this year. I think it was May. It was in May. Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup. The only thing that I did not love about this book, which I listened to on audio, is that it made me have the Taylor Swift Bad Blood song in my head for like 
two weeks. Uh, but this is by John Kerry Rue. He is a reporter. Um, it was, what was it? I think it Wall was the Street Wall Street Journal. Journal. Yep. Yeah, that he was a reporter for. Um, and he broke this huge story about a startup called Theranos that was founded by a woman named Elizabeth Holmes, who was widely hailed as like the next Steve Jobs. She was young. She was beautiful. She had this sort of unexpectedly, um, like unexpectedly deep voice. And she had this idea to like, she also, she dropped out of Stanford and she had this idea that she was going to change healthcare by creating um, these patches that could draw your blood and then digitally perform a bunch of blood tests on like one drop of blood. And that this would make things so much more comfortable for people whose health is at risk, who have to have a lot of blood drawn now for testing. Also, it would be uh, eventually more efficient that you could just draw like a few drops of blood and perform a bunch of tests on them by putting it all into a magic machine. Uh, but the problem is that basically the emperor had no clothes and um, she raised like millions of dollars. At one point, the company was valued in the billions, but the technology never worked. And John Kerry Rue wrote an expose, which became a series of exposés in the Wall Street Journal, and then wrote this book about the whole thing. Um, and the book walks you through how um, Holmes originally got startup funding, and then how she got a bunch of people on her side, and how she continued to convince people that she had this technology, that she was really going to change the world. Um, and it's just, it's fascinating and horrifying and just kind of amazing and banana pants. Like I was listening to it and I would come home every day and tell Bob like, oh my God, and the next thing that happened. And it's not clear that this was malicious or intentional lying. She seems to really believe in the thing she's trying to do. But there's stuff like, oh, just discovering that when they're doing demos for potential investors, and you're supposed to be seeing like the blood draw happen in real time, and then the results come up on the screen, it turns out that um, they were having issues with the demo machine right before the meeting started. And so instead of showing it in real time, they were actually playing a video of the results being generated, but no one new. So they're faking their results in front of potential investors. And that this is just like the thing that they're all doing in the company that, you know, kind of that situation where once you start to cover something up, you have to keep covering it up. And maybe people didn't realize quite how bad it was, but gradually employees start figuring it out and leaving. And eventually somebody breaks a leak out where John Kerry Rue picks up on that something must be happening and he starts reporting the story and investigating. It's just crazy. Like it is just bonkers. The hubris involved in thinking they could get away with it. Like that's really what I walked away from is like, how do you, how do you conduct something like this for years and bilk people out of millions of dollars and have the, like the audacity and the narcissism to think you're never going to get caught. Um, it's just astonishing. The book is so compelling. Um, I do kind of regret that I listened to it instead of reading it, because I think if I had read it in print, I would have just torn through it in like a day and a half. Um, but it's great on audio as well. And that does sort of more slowly roll out the revelations, which are like that emoji of the scream is how I felt for most of the time that I was listening to it. Um, if I don't think you need to care about technology or Silicon Valley or investing to find this completely fascinating. It's Bad Blood by John Carreyrou. All right. Okay. We did it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It was tough. It was hard. Yeah. It's been a long day. There's going to be some edits. Yep. That's all right. <laughs> My brain that's, is fried. That's what editing is for. Yep. Uh, so those are new books, old books, things we've been reading. What are you going to read next? Well, speaking of Steve Jobs, today in the mail I got Small Fry, a memoir by Lisa Brennan Jobs, who is his daughter. Um, I don't actually know much about it. I don't believe her parents married when she was born. Um, and she grew up with her mother, I think, and just sort of knew her father um, a little bit. But then when she was in high school, uh, she had a problem. Like, she and her mom weren't getting along, so she went to live with him. And it's about, like, what it was like to be in that situation. Um, and I guess that he was very unpredictable, like, I read some things, a couple of excerpts from the book about stuff that he did. Like, when she was little, her mother told him about this house that she thought would be great for the two of them. And he agreed that the house was indeed great, but instead bought it for himself and his wife and moved in. <laughs> Something like that. It just, it's, it, I didn't see the movie. Did you see the movie? I don't really know much mm -hmm. about, I don't know much about him. But it just sounds really sad, and it's getting amazing reviews um, so I'm going to check that out. What are you going to read? I am dipping in and out of the best American food writing mm. currently. Um, it's the first time that Houghton Mifflin Harcourt has done a best American food writing installment along huh. with all the other best Americans. Yeah. Right. Um, it's edited by, I thought I would have bet there was one. Yeah. And when I requested it, um, when I was looking at galley listings and I requested, it, I was like, Oh, cool. And it just didn't even occur to me that I've never read one of those before. Um, it's edited by Ruth Reichel. It has, I'm about halfway through it and it has a really wonderful breadth of kinds of food writing of subject matters of perspectives you know there's restaurant reviews there's deeply reported stuff um, there are some personal stories about food it's kind of all the things that I want food writing to be and it does what an anthology is supposed to do so I'm really digging that and then I'm going to I think read less by Andrew Sean Greer hmm. which I've had on my list since it won the Pulitzer earlier this year and it, that also feels like a good thing to read at the end of summer yeah, it's good it's time for bed. Great. It is time for bed. So <laughs> first, before we go, we'll thank our sponsors. No, I'm done. Uh, get, well, good night, Liberty. I'll thank our sponsors. <laughs> Um, you get $10 off your first audiobook with Google Play by going to g.co slash play slash all the books. Get 15% off your first bra at Third Love by going to thirdlove.com slash books. And check out Mirage by Somea Daoud. You can drop us a line at all the books at bookriot.com or hit us up on Twitter. I'm Rebecca Shinsky, S C H I N S K Y. Liberty is Miss Liberty. And if you like the show or just want to encourage us to keep on making it, <laughs> After 8 p.m., <laughs> you can leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books today, it's past my bedtime, and we just don't have the time. But you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter, where I will and tell you about more great books that are out today. So, yes, in the meantime. In the meantime. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.